We're always talking smack, smack, and telling lots and lots of stories. We hope you think we're funny and not really boring. It's the Nathan and Gabe Show. Nathan and Gabe Show. Nathan and Gabe Show. Hey, coming at you live, Nathan and Gabe Show. Episode 56. Yep. Uncensored, straight, no cuts conversation. No filter. You know, for for 56 episodes, that's not too shabby. It's pretty good. I mean, we, we probably should have cut out some parts. Yeah, e- like easily should have uh, cut out some. Yeah, but... But we're like the Paul Mall of... Uh, of podcast, Paul Mall was originally the cigarette pitch with no filter, unfiltered. Yeah. Okay. Now they have filters though because it was rebranded as a bargain brand. Really? Yeah. You know, off. You know a lot about that. I looked it up before this. You did? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Just because Paul I, Mall facts. I wanted to make a joke about us having no filter, and then I was trying to see like because I wanted it to have like a fun name. I wanted it to be like. Oh, yeah, we're like, you know, Marlboro 100 Reds or whatever. But I couldn't find, like, a funny name. It's all just, like, Marlboro, no filter. Mm. But then Paul Mall was the brand. That Paul was... is like the Nathan and Mall is like the Gabe. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, it, we're the bargain podcast coming at you live for free. But, um, so I saw something in the wild today. It was interesting. Okay. I saw a midget. I think small person is what we in the it. wild, dude. Small person is what they prefer, maybe. And I let out the most wholesome laugh. Okay. Because they were walking uphill, right? And just like the way that a little person has to <laughs> twist their hips when they walk is really funny, especially when they're going uphill, because they're dense. They're dense people, dude. Okay. Like. You know that, like, I've heard that uh, little people are also particularly strong because okay. they're they're dense people. Like, they weigh, like, 150 pounds, mm-hmm. but they're four foot tall. Okay. You know? Wow. And I thought that I saw this person the other day, but I was like, is that just a big kid? I don't know. And then I really saw him, and I was like, dude, this is great, because now I know that there's one, hopefully, that's residing near the street that I drive on because it's always going to bring me joy. Okay. Maybe he's cool. Have you talked to him? I don't know. See, I don't know if it's a man or a woman. I'd hate to assume that midget's gender. Yeah, you don't want to <laughs> I can't that. be offensive. What if they identify as just a tall person? <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. They were dribbling a basketball, too. They are like, I'm going to make it to the league, baby. It's like, <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, identify as... Uh... Yeah, anyway. Do you think that a, uh, a dwarf... Could, because it's also a dwarf is a name that's that's it's politically correct to call them a dwarf, which I think is silly because there's also dwarves are like in the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So like, how the hell is that politically correct? Because that's not even a thing. Yeah, you can call him a hobbit. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, that's right. right. You couldn't call them a hobbit. Yeah, but yeah. why are dwarves okay? Like, I couldn't yeah. call him an elf. Yeah, that's yeah. also or like a gnome. Yeah. Oh, it's a yeah. little gnome. Why are all the Why are all the Lord of the Rings things fucking offensive to little people? Except for dwarves, get, hobbits get the pass. Dwarves. Elves. I think it's uh, Snow White put them into a position to where they could publicly be part of the conversation. Yeah. Okay. Snow White and the little people just doesn't sound doesn't right. have the same yeah. ring. Uh, I remember Bill Burr had a joke where he's like, "Little person's fucked up because it's you tell them like." 
Oh, you're just a little person. You're just <laughs> a little person, aren't you? Like, it just sounds condescending. I mean, yeah, you're 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 making the greeting to them, or, or you're identifying them through a feature. Yeah. Right. It'd be like uh, like medium Gabe. Yeah. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't call somebody like Big Ear John. Yeah, you, you wouldn't. Know? Yeah, or, you wouldn't. Yeah. Do that. Yeah. Long arm Jimbo. Or in Huckleberry Finn, there, the guy Jim. It's a good joke, all right. That's it's it's rough. It's not necessarily timely, but it was a it was a wild. There's a lot of things that are that are uh, t- not timely. Hey, isn't that funny? Yeah. How how big of a swing uh, cultures can have to where something that was once pop culture yeah. is now. And not only pop culture. I mean, Huckleberry Finn is like a, a cornerstone, a bedrock yeah. read for schools forever. We read it in school, and that was 10 years ago. I bet they don't now. Well, more than 10 years ago. Do you think they still do? I don't think so. No way. And the reason being is that there was kids that couldn't read very well. So Are you making a joke, or is this true? This is absolutely true. Okay. Uh, it's shitty, Okay. but it's true. Um there were kids that couldn't read very well, so they would have, like, the book on tape type thing. And I don't know if this, like, everybody had to take this freshman year. It was called Freshman Focus. And it was so that you could, like, adjust to high school, I guess, and, like, how difficult it is. It's not. But you all had to go to, like, this room that only really the special ed kids usually used. Okay. But you would go there, and it was basically like a study hall. But there was, like, mild assignments for, like, the assignments were like, have you turned in your assignments? Okay. It, you know, it was like, like just stupid busy work shit to just fill a period for freshmen. That's yeah. It. Oh, God. So we were listening to this book on tape, uh, Huckleberry Finn. Which is which is Audible before it was cool. Yeah. Right? Kinda. Audible, the yeah. app, just yeah. is, is book on tape. But this was, this was like, it wasn't, it wasn't physically the tape. I guess it was a CD. Sure. But, um... But they just read the story to you. Yeah. Yeah, you just listen to the story. That's audible. And they read Huckleberry Finn to you. Yeah. And certain words uh, with a twist. Cool thing about a twist dial volume knob. You don't have to sit there and click, 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 click to make it really loud to certain words. Right, you can just go, you go ah, like that, you know, and it, and it amps <laughs> oh, up certain no. things. So, uh, yeah, me and the boys are back there. Uh, Cranking up to, the we, old volume. Yeah, we just listen to Huckleberry Finn. Interesting. Yeah. Oh yeah! Did you get in trouble for that? <laughs> you did. Here's the thing: we had this one teacher. Uh, I don't know if I want to say her name. Probably shouldn't. Yeah, to protect the innocent, I guess I won't say her name. Small town. Yeah. Ish. Um, God, but she had such a good nickname. Mm. It's so hard. Mm. Oh, I can't do it to her. Okay. I can't. But yeah. she had a mullet. Whenever cool. they were out of style, my people, okay. <laughs> dude. Yeah, like yeah. out of style mullet, right? And uh, she came in and was like, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Seriously, don't do that. Like, okay, yeah, we got you. And then we stopped doing it, uh, you know, kind of. For her, in front of her? Yeah, yeah. But she, because she was like, you're going to get in trouble, don't do that. She didn't, she didn't say that's very funny, <laughs> but you could tell the tone in her voice was like, you guys are fucking hilarious. And you know it, you know. And uh, yeah, so we didn't get in trouble for that. But uh, we had these like, kind of like loose. There was teachers. <clears throat> I'm sure you had this too that you could get away with more shit with. Of course. All the time, you know. 
So we had a specific teacher again, I'll protect the innocent, that uh, I know now as an adult because I, I luckily have a friend that I work with who's exactly 10 years older than I am. Okay. They grew up in the same town that I did. Okay. So he knows basically like 10 years of, of dirt on people that we grew up with. So every now and again, I'll drop a name, just be like, oh, yeah, what, what are you, you know, so-and-so? And he'll be like, oh, shit, like, you know who that is? And then we'll kind of like talk about what we know. So I know like the further end of the person's life and he knows maybe the beginning. Okay. So there's a substitute teacher that I know for a fact was like heavy into meth, right? Wow, okay. He would like party all night and he would drink and he was wild and he would come into class and like literally sleep. Like he would just be like, I'm going to sleep. Like gruff, gruff voice, gruff, <laughs> okay. loud voice. And he would like, no shit, read the sports section. He loved sports. He would just read the sports section and then just like crash in the chair. And, like, fights broke out in that classroom. Wow. Like, in, in the gym class, you know the old, like, those blue wrestling mats or acrobatics mats, whatever yeah. you call them? He would just sleep on those. Wow. No shit. Yeah. Dang. Wild, dude. Setting the bar pretty low for teachers. Yeah, pretty low. But there were certain people like this woman or, like, this guy that you could get away with more. And uh, I bet you that he would have... He might have came in there and hit the volume knob himself a couple times. Okay. <laughs> you know? Wow. wow. Shit's wild, dude. Yeah. Yeah, small town. You know, what's funny is I I did have teachers that allowed me to do more, but I think that I had more teachers that were just on the strict end of the spectrum. Yeah, back in the day. Yeah, I mean, I I remember we had a woods shop teacher, and it was kind of a free for all in that class. Yeah. Woods classes are notorious for fuckery. For anyway, sure. yeah, and that one for sure. Uh, I remember the first woods thing that I ever made was a big mallet. That was to uh, to knock out fish with, right? Because like you, you know to hit fish, yeah. and mine had like spikes on it and shit, and I like, you know whatever. And so we just screwed around, totally screwed around. Yeah, I think I remember making uh, my biggest project was a box, just a wood box yeah. with a with a door that opened up. That yeah. was like that was my thing. Legend has it that box is still around, still there. Yeah, yeah probably. Really. I don't know. Dang. I don't know where it is. It's buried in the woods somewhere. Maybe it was ammo in it. Dude, great thing to do is if you're ever around a bunch of hammers, every now and again, just to startle people and be annoying, is grab a hammer and just hit something hard with it and go, order! <laughs> like you're in a court. I, 30 years old and I still like doing You still that. do that at yeah. work sometimes? Yeah. And it's... uh. It's got mixed reviews, okay. you know. All right. If we're all being guilty, like uh, guilty. If we're all being, uh, you know, giggly, then we're good. But uh, yeah, if somebody's somebody's nice and quiet, they're on their phone texting. Interesting. And I grabbed a hammer. Interesting. I have impulsive behavior. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a problem? Has that landed you in trouble? Oh yeah. Being impulsive. Yeah. <sighs> There's something to that, though. You know, somebody that's willing to take chances maybe without really thinking through the risks involved mm. oftentimes you end up in trouble yeah sometimes though if you get a little bit more to where those risks are maybe not still not really thought through but mm -hmm. maybe risks where like the bad isn't really going to land you in jail but like you might you might lose money or something like yeah. professional risks sure but if you're a risk taker when it comes to your own body early on as a kid, I would I would argue that that could also lead you into be becoming a more successful adult if sure if you're able to you know like 
maneuver the chaos. Because as an also impulsive guy myself, there's been times where I've done some impulsive shit mm-hmm. and got very lucky. To where I, now, when I then the next time that impulsive shit comes around, I, I make a better decision. <laughs> yeah. But luckily, a lot of my impulsive stuff hasn't landed me in trouble. Could have. Yeah. For sure. Has landed other people in trouble for whatever reason, whether it be going back to some good karma or yep. luck or just the fact that I'm not a, not a bad guy. And yeah. so... If I did get in trouble, maybe they would look towards the rest of my records and say, you're a pretty upstanding guy. Yeah. You know? That's a plus. Yeah. It is good to have a good record, I think. Yeah. Because the later later on down the line, if you get in trouble for some shit, oh, but you've never you. done anything before, it'll that's got to help. It'll bite you, pal. If you have gotten in trouble. Oh, yeah. 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 They'll even pull it up into like, like, oh, you've been fucking around in school. Dude, I had this guy, our vice our vice principal thought that I was like a criminal mastermind. Wow, like, like catch me if you can type He of? told me, he was like, if a paper ball gets thrown in another class, I, I know that you're like behind it. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not even in the fucking class. Like, why? Like, why? What does that do for me? Like, what do I want? I don't want to bully people badly, like that badly, where it's like, hey, fucking go pick on so-and-so. That's, that's... Were you kind of a bully in school? Oh, yeah. You were? Yeah. (laughs) A little bit. I'm sorry. Was that just because you were angry at yourself and your life circumstances and you had a lot of anxiety and anger and frustration and you, you felt... Just unconfident in yourself, so you lashed out into others? Yeah. That's common. Clearly. Pretty common. You know, like, uh, well, I remember one that was, like, it stood out to me, <clears throat> and it was it was tough, man. There was a kid named Bradley, right? Be rad. Be rad. Be a little less rad. This guy wasn't. <laughs> okay, he wasn't. Hey, so he came into our school and uh, was just, like, one of the regular guys, you know, whatever, but I remember he wore glasses, and I was, like, like... It, it's it's tough because uh, I broke his glasses, but not on purpose, really. Really? But, what? Hold on. Not on purpose, really. So sort of on purpose. Kind of on purpose, but I didn't. I my intention wasn't to break his glasses. It was just to smack him in the head. Okay. And it broke his glasses. Yeah. So he, one of those impulsive behaviors that we're talking about. Well, because we were like talking shit and whatnot, you know. And my problem is, is I was always really little. So like, if everybody's talking shit. Like, people didn't know me because he wasn't from the school. They'd be like, oh, yeah, Gabe's little, so I'm going to, like, target him. It's like, it's all going to come back on him. And me, being angry, was like... Having to overcompensate. Yeah, be like, okay, now I'm going to fuck you up because I'm little, and you're going to see, like, this is going to suck, right? Yeah, yeah. So he started saying shit, and I, I went up to him, and I was like, oh, so you're talking smack, huh? You're Classic. Talking- Classic line of kids getting in a fight. Heard you been talking smack. But I told him talking smack and then popped him hard with a smack. Bang in the side of the head. Because I knew he had glasses. And I remember like, I obviously looked up to my dad and my dad wore glasses as a kid. And he was just like, yeah, if somebody's wearing glasses, like don't hit him right in the glasses. I was like, okay. So I hit him right in the side of the glasses. (laughs) Not Not in the glass part, you know, but it broke his frame. You know, didn't like shatter his glasses. 
And then uh, I proceeded to break his glasses two more times. Once during basketball, I just threw the ball at his face really hard and it broke his glasses. And then another time, I'm sure I smacked him in the head. But I remember it was three times was like the big deal, right? So he told me, because we had the same bus route. He said, uh, after school, I'm going to kick your ass. And I was like, yes, because we got off at the same stop, right? So Which I'm, means you guys must have lived kind of close to yeah, each other. Yeah, he lived like like at the end of my street, like on a house on the corner. Okay. You know? So I lived like not even a quarter mile from this guy. Close enough to where you probably should have been friends. <clears throat> probably. Okay. You know, And it seemed like it was we were friendly at first. And then it was like everybody kind of talking shit. And then again, it was like he targeted me mm. because I'm little. And it was easier to be like, if anybody in my friend group looks like they would be able to get fucked up, it'd be me. Okay. When it's it's a hard sell. Okay. You know, <laughs> just angry little kid. Yeah. So we got off at the bus and like I walked past him on the bus because like I had such confidence that I was like, if he jumps on my back or whatever, like whenever I go out of the bus or pushes me out like i'm gonna go first because like i just i just don't care i'm gonna be outside and i'm gonna be waiting for him as he gets off the bus so i go outside and i'm like all right man let's go you know so i set my backpack down and we're like there like we're up at the top of the street and i'm like ready to ready to fight this kid you know and then he was like listen listen just stop stop please stop and he like pleaded with me i was like oh man and, and like it, it like hit me kind of differently you know and then he said, man, he's like, I'll just let you throw a rock at me. You can just throw a rock at me or something. That's fine. He's like, you don't, I just don't want to fight you. I was like, that's wild, you know? <laughs> and I was like, just forget it, man. Right. And I went walking out as an eighth grade. So it would have been like, what, 14 probably. Mm-hmm. I remember like the little walk down to my house. Like it made me like think differently. It's like, man, I'm a, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> oh, you're like. You knew, you knew you were uh, being a bully. Yeah, it's like, cause he's, he's like talked shit to, to, in front of everybody else. But then when it came down to it, like he didn't, he just like, I don't want this at all. You know? And it was like, man, that's uh, kind of shitty. Like Kyle said he had a neighbor that's like, a, he's like a pretty big guy. And I used to pick on this kid all the time. And Kyle was like, yeah, man, he said that he used to be like his bully. And he's like, it be, he's like way bigger than you. And I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm sure he could have just went like this with his fist went boom, and I would yeah. just went into the ground like a cartoon character. Yeah, but you got him. You got him because yeah. you were wittier, and yeah. you probably were better at talking him shit. Once, kind of. Sure. You know, like he, uh, I had a CD player outside, and uh, I remember like I don't remember what happened. He said like a band I like sucked or something, and I remember my CD player hit the ground. And In his defense, he was probably right. Dude, I was listening to <laughs> Trapped, so. <laughs> Yeah, it kind of okay. sucked. For the time, though, that music ripped. But, uh, so yeah, I slammed him into a locker and tackled him. And, like, I got on top. And I always had, like, this weird, like, merciful thing, though. Like, I got on top of him, and, like, I held my fist above his face. And, like, I just didn't hit him. But I was like, you know that you're, you know you're fucked. Like, this is it. You know, and I, and then, like, a teacher grabbed me and pulled me off. Like, but I just, it was like, I let him know. So my dad used to do this thing where he would, like, he would freeze a punch right in front of my face. And I hated it. And it was almost worse than getting hit. <laughs> I would have rather just been hit. He would act like he's coming and yeah, then stop yeah. it. And that's why like, I would flinch. Like right there, you did that to me. Like, Remember when I first started jiu-jitsu and you're like, man, you flinch a lot. That would have made me flinch. Like, I just didn't I didn't like that at all, you know? Yeah. But, you know, mm. yeah, so I just knew, knew I got him. Yeah. But, you know. 
I, I was probably and more I'll of get a... them again. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. I won't <laughs> now. I mean, it's just shitty that like now, if anybody came back, like I'm gonna fuck Gabe up. Like that dude, you better pack a lunch. Like you better have started training like as soon as we got out of high school, because <laughs> you're still fucked. Like, and I'm not gonna do anything, and I'll talk it out because I'm chill. But like, man, how shitty, you know, that the bully becomes the fucking combat sports athlete yeah very rarely does it happen yeah like, it's like, usually fuck. the bullies fall off and then and then the other kid ends up being like tough, the tough kid yeah and now it's like you're double fuck like, <laughs> you'll make fun of you'll tease them and then you'll beat them up but now though i'm like so chill that like that's where martial arts is great because it takes like the bully aspect out of out of people and makes them a lot more humble yeah it humbles you and it all which then in return you know what pain feels like. You're very well versed in not only inflicting pain, but mm-hmm. also receiving pain. For sure. Which makes you realize pain kind of sucks. And your pain, uh, the, the, the knob that you have of putting pain on other people is so fine-tuned mm-hmm. that both your relationship with pain and your mastery in inflicting it puts you in such a good position to where... Not only are you not going to crank it up to somebody to really fuck them up because you you have a respect for the move that you're doing to them, mm-hmm. but the control that you have to where you could fuck them up if you wanted just enough yeah. to let them know. Like, that's powerful stuff, bro. Yeah. Very powerful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, imagine if, if more bullies took training took, yeah they would probably not be bullies anymore sure you know yeah, that's I feel like it, uh, yeah if, if everybody was forced to even just like wrestle you know football maybe whatever but football you still have gear on you're still kind of hidden behind a wall yeah i mean you play football you still know who the kids are that can smash you and they're just can... bigger right yeah like wrestling like you're forced to if you do wrestle and you do compete it's like oh i'm not the toughest 150 pound guy yeah at all and for sure not the 70 or 85 right. or 89 or even or the two. fucking 25 because it, our 25 or is fucking mopping the floor with me yeah you know i yeah. think i think yeah weight classes and, and combat sports like it's the great equalizer you yeah. know like yes I, I i can't i can't go up to you know kyle's weight class and expect to beat kyle but it's wild is like there's a chance you know in sure. jiu-jitsu or whatever yeah but it's like i'm not expected to beat kyle Kyle's expected to beat me, right? Yeah. So, like, that's why it makes, like, the weight classes so good. It's like, for example, Henry competed this this weekend. Yeah, one of our other guys, Blue yeah. Belt. Yeah, and, he, and he's a killer, man. He's a tough role for everybody, you know, and went down and had a different format in a Fuji tournament, a uh, points tournament, and ended up uh, losing on points, which I've lost on points, too. You know, it's it's respectable. Just, just going to compete takes more balls than not. Sure. I didn't compete at this one. You know what I mean? That that gives Henry, in in my eyes, that that puts Henry up as like, hey man, like he he won that competition over everybody in the gym in a sense. Yeah, because he did it. Up. He put himself out there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, also, it was a different. If it was a different rule set than what we're used to. Yeah. And just as a friendly reminder, like, hey, if you're gonna jump into a points based tournament mm-hmm. that has specific rule sets, like it would probably behoove you to study that rule set and right. implement a game plan based on that specific scoring yeah. system. He still scored a couple points. You yeah. know, like he went out there and, and did the damn thing. You did know? it. But uh having that, like having a guy like Henry that's your weight class, you know, like 
I, I messaged him afterwards. And I was like, dude, like, if you want to be the other competition guy, like, we need to really, like, we need to touch base and fucking grind on each other. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to have the heart. Like, Henry needs to be my hardest role in the gym now. If he wants to be the competition Well, he should guy. be next to you doing boot camp. He should be, right. you know. And he he's is, got you know, a family. He's in yeah. there. You know, yeah. he, he does some boot camp. You know, I mean, I don't expect everybody to push it as hard as I push it. You know, I mean, you know. I mean, well, you set the bar high. But yeah. that's, you also win a bunch of shit. Right. And going back to the correlation, you're a good example for, hey, do you want to get on a level to where you're winning shit? Mm-hmm. This is what it fucking takes, right. man. Yeah. And if you're if you're not out there putting up W's and standing on top of the podium, then look back, reflect back at your, your training to get you there and fill those holes. Mm-hmm. Where'd you miss? Yeah. You know, because all of us could train harder to get to get ready for shit. Sure. You know, and that's the I think just for him to get out there. That was that was uh, accomplishment. Yeah, and now for him to get a little taste of the competition experience. Right. Hopefully, you know. Hopefully that bug bit him, and now he's gonna go all in. And the next competition, he'll prepare, and mm-hmm. he'll know what he needs to prepare for based on the L's he took here. And that's what you do. You you learn from your losses, and you grow to get better for the next one. Yeah. So great. He's got some material that he can work on improving. Awesome. And I'm all I like I'm ready to to be like Henry's hardest role and and maybe most important training partner. But I'm also ready to be Henry's biggest fan. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'm Isaac's biggest fan. That's you how I, I mean? dude. Like, that's how I want the whole goddamn team to be for yeah. each other for everything. Right. That's my goal is to to create a community enough to where we are genuinely like happy when each other succeed yeah. and like equally frustrated when we lose and willing to give up a little bit of ourselves for the team. Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's what I see that we could improve upon in the gym that I, that is one of those things you can't buy it. You can't fake it. There's no fucking fuckery. It's gotta be authentic, real friendships Mm -hmm. that are created. And as a gym owner and coach, I think one of the things that I can do is try to create that environment where we all grow together stronger. But part of it is also everybody has to sort of look at uh, having teammates as as friends and, and raising the value in that for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Because if you if you can look at the team like something that you are part of and you your commitment to that helps that greater thing grow that's going to level us all up faster. And when I do something like go to to Portland and see the cage fights and, and see some of these other guys, they had 20 people from the team there watching them fight. And then we got, we only had a couple for Isaac, you know, uh, everybody's doing their own thing and all that. But like, we've seen him going after it in the gym. We've seen him training hard, you know, pushing himself and it's a bummer. We couldn't have had more people there sharing that with him. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I'm not down on anybody, and maybe everybody's busy. It's Portland, and and it costs money. All the reasons not to. Mm-hmm. But, gosh, I would love to get to a point to where we can really, like, genuinely cheer each other on and really support each other as like a cohesive unit, and not just a bunch of individuals. Right. You know, and I think that's every coach's goal. Really. Sure. Yeah. It should be. Yeah. 
But we're, I mean, we and we do have it on sort of a little scale. Yeah, we have. We, we've got yeah. a little start of it, and sure. we do have. I'm not saying we we're all just a bunch of assholes to each other here. <laughs> no, for sure no. we're not. We yeah. do have a good little core group, but uh, there's room to grow. Yeah, you sure. know, and so uh, as there, you know, as there hopefully always kind of should be, like as as new people filter in. Yeah. For example, like uh, we have a fairly new guy in Avi, right? Avi, yep. The more that Avi has been showing up and consistently asking questions and just being like very honest like he we were talking about leg lock stuff and uh he said man i should know this but i don't know this and i said you only know what you know man and i was like and that's fine like it's totally fine to not know and it's nice to just admit it Mm -hmm. and not pretend and not be so fixated on like looking like you know yeah your ego getting in the way of you saying i don't know this. yeah yeah and the fact that he was just like i should know this i was like dude you just saying that is huge. Yeah. So it's like, Avi, it's like everybody like puts, you know, like your money in the bank, right? You put, you put like a little coin in there every time and that, and those add up like him saying, I don't know, adds a little token in my bank because I'm like, Hey, you're, you're not inflated. Like you don't think that you're hot shit. You're, you're leaving your ego at the door and you're coming in willing to learn and wanting to learn and working Doing the work that it takes to learn. Yeah. Those are all the things that are going to get you there. And he stuck around on Friday night, and instead of rolling, he was like, can we just rep some stuff? Yeah. I was like, dude, that's so valuable. Yeah. The value of reps and the value of, like, you know, just, just like, rep repping shit isn't always the most fun, you know? But if you do a thousand arm bars, good chance you hit an arm bar in your next competition, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Layups aren't fun. But you go and you you score layups in a basketball game. Yeah. That's fun, right? Right? Yeah. yeah. Knee on belly drills, side to side. Mm-hmm. Those aren't that fun. But man, being able to control somebody from the top with good knee on belly, sure. that's a whole lot of fun. Yeah. So you you have to you have to be willing to do the hard shit to get to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. That's life, man. Yeah. It's life. It's never gonna not be like that. And just like I say in boot camp all the time, you know, it is. Every rep is money in the bank. Right. And same thing with jiu-jitsu, same thing with fighting. Our goal is to turn body movements into reactions to where we don't have to think. Mm-hmm. The way we're going to do that is by repeating that action so our neural pathway is so fucking connected that my reaction to block a punch is like a highway going right to my body. I don't think about having to block a punch. Right. I just go boom, block, block, you know, whatever. Block, react. Yeah. And that's because I've put in the work. And still, 100%, like, the reps, if you don't put in the work, then that shit will start to slow down, mm-hmm. you know? And then the other reps. If the reps, if the most reps that you have are, like, eating chips, <laughs> right? Can you imagine yeah. there's people who the only reps they do are, like, shoving food into their mouth yeah. and, like, pulling their phone out of their yep. pocket and scrolling. W-A-S-D. That's uh, controls for on a keyboard. If you're going to move your character backwards and forwards, WASD gets you. Okay. Not right? the up and down and left and right. You would think that the mouse hand is here and you use WASD, most people. Right? I could never do that. Never, ever, ever in my life have I played a, a computer game yeah. where I needed letters to, to steer shit. W's forward, I think. Yep. I'm already lost. I'm already it's already too much for my brain. Right? I the multitasking of it's very hard. Yeah. Yeah. I just not for people me. are good at it. Some people are good at you it know. for sure. Yeah. And, you know, and they're making money. And they're making shit ton of money. Yeah. Yeah. I Gosh, feel like I, I feel like this is my thing. I feel like uh 
I, I would hope that I'm entertaining enough to be a streamer, but I don't think that I'm good enough at a single video game. But it doesn't really matter. No, I think the entertainment is where it's at. But you need to get a good PC, I feel like. Oh, you can't be, like, just an Xbox? I mean, I can't be player. like, hey, here's a video of me playing my Nintendo Switch. Oh, I'm really? like, ooh, Hades. Everybody hates on Athena, but her cast ribs. Okay. <laughs> I like to throw... Nobody knows, dude, nobody knows Hades that listens to this. I love throwing in 80s things. Like okay. a couple podcasts ago, I was like, whoa, pressure points, 4% chance to be critical. And you're like, I could give a fuck. I don't, <laughs> don't even know what you're saying right now. It's great. Uh, yeah, it's a video game thing. Yeah. Um, it is interesting, hey, to work so hard at, at your job and then knowing that there's f- turd buckets sitting at home and their mom and dad's paid for their house with yeah. a nice gamer chair. And they're sitting back, video gaming, talking shit, and making way more money than me and you are probably ever going to make. They can keep it. Yeah? <laughs> like, I'm just saying, do I love my job all the time? Not necessarily. But do I love learning new skills? Yes. For sure. You and, uh, you have to see the value in what you yeah, do. Yeah, you course. know, and like I built like a, you know, like I built a platform, a raised platform for Danny to do a nursing program on the house because I was like, you know, let's get you a little spot that, like, feels cool. Like, it feels like you're in the office. Yeah. You know? And it looks good. It looks awesome. Yeah. It's, you know, it's yeah. And you made that with down. your bare hand. That's art, dude. Yeah. You created something out of nothing. Yeah. Powerful. It's art, brother. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> All right. Well, episode 55, should we call it? 33 minutes long for yeah. your viewing entertainment. Good for me. You good? Yeah. Or do you want to wait... 15 more seconds, so it's 33.33. Dot, dot 33. Oh, this is nice. Hmm, I would like to do that just okay. because I feel like that's a lucky number. Subscribe, like, comment, and subscribe, please. Yeah, you guys. We're for hurt. sure, no, like, we're it. like it. Like all it. Right. Like right. it. We love you all. All right. Nathan and Gabe Show signing off. Bye.